Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, if you've not yet turned there. Now, I was thinking about this, and coming off Christmas can be a real downer. I mean, what do you do when the most wonderful time of the year is over? Where there's no kids jingle belling and everyone telling you, be of good cheer. <laughs> the most wonderful time of the year isn't going to be around again for 364 days. So what in the world are you supposed to do? Well, what we do is we look at the next big thing, which is New Year's Day. New Year's. That's what we need. Because a lot of times we'll look to holidays to fix our problems. Like if I just get to Christmas, then all of a sudden at Christmas, everything will be made right. And a lot of times, if not most of the time, that doesn't happen. We'll look to January 1st to fix our problems and be like, this is the year that everything changes as if January 1 has more changing power, transformative power, if you will, than say October 25th. This is the year that all things change. I mean, we even get our Christmas letters off to the North Pole way ahead of time. We send them out today. Dear Santa, in 2017, I would like a big, fat bank account and a slim body. And please don't get them mixed up like you did last year. Thanks. Getting all the family together over the holidays can be a real challenge. You know, trying to work everyone's schedules. I have siblings and we have kids ourselves and, and trying to get everybody together. That can be a real challenge. And then people move out of state or move away or, you know, now you got to split time on both sides of the family. That can be very, very difficult. But then once you get everybody together, that could be an even greater challenge, being around each other and all the kids running everywhere. It can be very stressful and it's almost like, hello, mental hospital? I would like to reserve a family suite, please. Sometimes we think that the new year will change our circumstances in life. New years don't necessarily bring a change to our circumstances. I mean, we may be facing the same things in 2017 that we did in 2016 you might be thinking at this point oh great uplifting message today 2017 is shot no listen new yous come from circumstances that you wish would change a new you will come from a circumstance that you wish would change. See, the change in the year doesn't bring the change in you, but rather the change that God is going to bring about in you brings about the change in the year. I'm hoping that this year there would be a focus on one particular thing, and that would be, which is point number one this morning, and we only have one, is God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient. Now, if you caught what I said earlier, let's look at the subject of the new you. I like to call today New You Day. I would even say Happy New Year's. Today is where you're going to understand that a new you comes from circumstances that you wish would change. This means that you don't like them. It means that they're unpleasant. It means that you may have even questioned or have been questioning God and His love for you over the course of long prayers with repetitive usage of the word, why? Why? 
In our passage of Scripture this morning, we're going to be looking at two verses. And these two verses the Lord has used to bring me to my knees literally. Jesus said in Matthew 21, verse 44, And whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. See, I've fallen on the verse that we're about to study today, and that would be the inaugural message scripture for today, and I've been broken. But really, as Jesus said, it's much better to fall upon the Lord and be broken than to have Him fall on you and you be ground to powder. You can fight against the Lord. You can fight against His plans. You can go against His flow, His direction for your life, and you will find yourself getting ground down. And you will eventually wear out. But for the man or the woman that falls upon the Lord, yes, there is a time of brokenness. You find that the Lord is there to meet you. I know that the Lord is going to touch your life today, and it will be, be because His Word is living, and His Spirit is active, and it's moving even today, right now. Remember, new yous come from circumstances that you wish would change. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that in, in 2017 that all of a sudden everything's easy and everything is changed because all of a sudden it just went poof. Remember, these are the circumstances that you don't like. You pray to the Lord about them. This was the case with Paul the Apostle where he says in verse 8 now, Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. From the previous verse, which is verse 7, you can see that in your Bible there. It says, unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, it says, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Paul says here that there was an extreme difficulty that he was experiencing. It was something that he had pleaded with the Lord over and over and over about. He was facing this scenario, and it was painful. It was terrible. It was physical of origin. It was something that was from the spiritual realm that affected him physically. Paul uses this word buffet there in verse 7, and the Greek means to be struck with a fist. Maybe you're experiencing something today that makes you feel like you've been socked in the stomach. I know for me, growing up with brothers, that was an actual experience that we experience uh, regularly. But there are certain things that happen when, when you deal with a situation or you're faced with something that you don't see it changing, or at least not right now, and you're pushing through. And you've come to realize that, yes, New Year's are great, and they're filled with possibilities, but I still need to deal with and take care of the things that I was facing yesterday. There's something that maybe you're dealing with that's painful and it's beyond you. It's something that you cry out to the Lord in the night hours over. Really? It's something that even Satan would like to use to harden your heart to the Lord and maybe even attempt to make you become bitter towards Him. Where you start questioning God and you start getting angry and upset. It's something that's not easy. And it's very humbling, isn't it? For those of you that know exactly what I'm talking about this morning, and maybe you're dealing with certain things, you know how humbling it can be when you feel helpless. When you feel like, I don't know what I can do because this is beyond me. It's beyond my abilities. 
It's very humbling to deal with those kind of things. It feels as if you're helpless in bringing about change or help in the situation. Paul said, lest I be exalted above measure in verse 7. Really, it means lest Paul become haughty and have his pride lead to destruction that a thorn in the flesh was given to him. Now, I don't know what kind of gifts you received last week, but I don't think any of us had thorn in the flesh on our Christmas list. He was gifted. He was given. He was gifted a thorn in the flesh. Now, I don't know about you, but that's the kind of gift that I would definitely re-gift and give to somebody else. It says he was given to him. I find this absolutely fascinating that the phrase used in verse 7 is a thorn in the flesh was given to me. That Greek word for given means to bestow a gift to someone for his advantage. <laughs> That's mind-blowing. It seems like it's oxymoronic. How in the world are you going to tell me that a thorn in the flesh that is gifted to me is actually bestowed to me for my advantage? How in the world is it A, a gift, and B, advantageous? Well, from what Paul said, he said that it brought humility. It's the place where your eyes well up with tears. It's the place where you can't find the words to pray. It's the place where you feel depleted of all your strength and motivation. It's the place where you feel tired and drained. It's the place of great sorrow. It's the place of where you cry out to God with a broken heart and a bowed head. And it's the place where you just don't understand. A thorn in the flesh? A gift? Don't forget, new yous come from circumstances that you wish would change. That means you don't look forward to them. It means that they're not very pleasant. It means that we've had times of questioning God and His love for us where we've cried, why, God, is this happening? Concerning the things, he says in verse 8, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Three times he cried out to the Lord that it might go away. Three times he prayed to the Lord that he might change his circumstances. And we do pray. And we do plead that something might not change, or that something might change, not realizing that the thing that is going to change is actually going to be you. We cry out, God, change this situation. Not realizing that the thing that is going to change is going to be you. A change in the circumstance isn't going to bring about the change in you because it's going to be bring about the because it's going to be the change in you brought about by God that will bring about the change to your circumstance. Does that make sense? Like it's not the change of circumstance that's going to change you. It's actually going to change you. God working in you is going to change your circumstance. We want it the other way around. Lord, I don't care about what's happening in me. I just don't want to be in this situation any longer. I'm tired of dealing with this. I don't want to deal with this. This is painful. I don't like this. I don't want this. A change in the circumstance isn't going to bring about the change in you 
because it's going to be the change in you brought about by God that will bring the change to your circumstance. And Paul pleads with the Lord, and this is what the Lord said. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. How this statement from Paul resonates with us. Cutting to the innermost recesses of our hearts. Cutting to the quick of our emotions. Diving into the depths of one's soul. Yet there are times that we may say to the Lord, we don't want your grace. We want you to miraculously change our circumstances. That's great that you want to give me my uh, grace in, in my weakness, but I'm not asking for grace. I'm asking for my circumstances to change. I don't even want to be dealing with this. I don't want to need anything to have to deal with these things. Come on, it's New Year's. Can't something change? For that we must confess our sins and repent of our hardness of heart. What happens when we re realize that there is going to be a good period of time when God is not going to change our situation? What happens when you realize that you're actually going to need to continue to persevere and go through these things? It, it, it can't be, oh, it's New Year's Day, everything's going to be changed. Now listen, God may do something in the future, and I believe that He will. He's going to get you through these things, but just because it's New Year's, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean that you don't have to face these things any longer. God is going to change us through that situation. He's working in us. Remember Happy New Year's? How do new yous come about? It's through the situations and circumstances and things that we push through and that we struggle with and that we wrestle with and that we cry out to God over. The areas that we get attacked in our minds and in our hearts and how Satan wants to move and cause us to be hard towards the things that the Lord is doing in us, softening us, breaking us, causing us to come to the place where we are now no longer filled with self-reliance, but in complete dependence upon God. And we cry out to God, Oh God, help me. Help me. I don't know if you've ever realized this, but God's grace is a barrier. What do you mean, you might ask? Well, the etymology, meaning like where a word came from, how it came into existence, the root word sufficient, Etymology for the root word sufficient is akin to the idea of raising a barrier. So he says, my grace is sufficient. Or we could see that it would say, God's grace is a barrier between you and your situation. And we will even come to find as well that God's grace is a barrier between us and utter destruction. And how the Lord keeps us in that place of His grace so that we're not overcome by the things that we're facing with. God's grace is between us and our problem as well as between us and the outcome of being overcome by that problem. 
My grace is sufficient for you. Sufficient. And it's a normal thing to be like, I don't want this situation. Your grace sounds great, but how about just changing my circumstance? Paul pleaded, as you and I plead, begging, crying out. God's grace is enough for you. God's grace is of unfailing strength for you. God's grace defends you. God's grace wards off for you. God's grace brings satisfaction for you. God's grace brings contentment for you. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Would you look at this inherent contrast here in verse 9? It's God and you, God and you. If you look at the way that's laid out in verse 9, my grace sufficient for you. My strength made perfect in your weakness. The spiritual to your physical. God's grace for you. God's strength for your weakness. God's power and ability working miraculously in spite of our weakness and frailty. And we find, we find that the frailty in our lives is real. We find that the miracle may not be an immediate change to our circumstance that we've been crying out to God for, but rather by God's design and immediate empowerment to get us through it. We pray for the miracle. Change our circumstance. Beam me up, Scotty. Get me out of here. I'm done. We want that kind of miracle, not realizing the miracle that takes place when God's power is immediately available to you in your time of need. And there we find, as it says in Romans 8, 37-39, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And as the new year begins today, let us not look at the new year to bring change to our lives, but rather may it be God's work in our lives that brings change to the new year. And He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. This is what it's about. This is what it's about. This year, the Lord is going to do great things. But it's going to begin with doing great things in you. And in me. And that he'll even use the situation that you may find yourself in right now to be the very catalyst for which God's work is accomplished in you. The place where you are broken, the place where you realize your frailty. The place where you cry out to God and you wrestle over these things, wrestle with these things and, and pray over these things, and you know what? It's okay. It's okay. 
It's okay to cry out to the Lord. It's okay to have struggles with these things. It's okay to wonder how something is going to change or how it could even get better. It's all right. Because you'll find that it's less of you and more of the Lord. You'll find that you're leaning on your own understanding less and less and less and that you're trusting in the Lord more and more and more. It's those times where you realize that God, I can't do anything. I can't in this situation affect any change. And Lord, I feel helpless. What do I do? You draw near to the Lord. He says His grace is sufficient for you. And if we're honest with ourselves, we wrestle with this concept of grace Because we wonder how it's gracious of God to allow us to go through certain things. And yet God has a perfect track record. And I look back on my life and things that I've dealt with over the course of my almost 37 years of life. And it's one of those things where you look at how God has always been faithful. How he's always supplied our needs. How He's always taken care of us. And we can look back in our lives and we can remember those times that were painful. Those times where we lost sleep and those times where we had inner turmoil and we felt like we had got gut punched and we're there thinking, oh, I don't know how this is ever going to work out. And then somehow God instills in us that measure of grace and that strength that's made perfect in our inabilities and in our weaknesses. And we see the Lord shining through all of those things and how he ministers to us and how he helps us. If it weren't for the Lord, we would be most pitiful. If it weren't for the Lord, we would be lost. If it weren't for the Lord, let Israel now say. If it were not for God who is for us, let Vision City Church now say. If it were not for the Lord who was with us, let every single individual say we would have become undone. We would have died. We would have not been able to make it. But we are sitting here this morning as living proof, as living testimonies, testaments, as if the Lord had written on our hearts these things that show God's faithfulness. He's not going to let you down. He never has and He never will. Going through difficulties doesn't mean that God has abandoned you. Going through difficult things where you feel like God has abandoned you and you feel like God doesn't hear you is where your faith kicks in and you know from the word of God that he says, fear not, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Because of the world that we live in, there are people that are hurting. You may even be one of them today. Maybe you're watching online and and you're hurting. And maybe this new year isn't the way you thought it was going to start. Man, it didn't start the way you thought it was going to kick off like. 
the new year is going to be changed by you. The new year is going to be changed by you because God changes you. I think in this passage of Scripture this morning and what it's meant to my wife and to me and to Hudson and to Ava and Harrison in utero is that God is on the throne. And your passion and your love, your concern, your desire, your life, your breath, your very heartbeat must be connected to the heart of the Father. And you find that the more that you're broken down, the less of a barrier there is between you and the barrier of God's grace. And you find yourself immersed in it. You find yourself covered by it. You find your weaknesses assimilated into the strength and power of the Holy Spirit working through your life. My grace is sufficient for you. And that is the phrase that absolutely rocked my world this last week because I had no idea you know, what exactly I was going to be speaking on today. And the Lord, as clear as day, gave me this word, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. And I was the one that wrestled with, I don't know if I want God's grace. I want God to change my circumstance. God changes us through those circumstances. That's what I want. I want this year to be for you as what I desire for it to be for myself and my family. Where we find that inner sanctum, if you will, that that sweet spot of communion with the Lord where you're vulnerable to Him. He already sees everything. He knows everything. He knows what's going on in our life. And we can put up the fronts and wear the facades and pretend like everything's okay. We can stuff our pain. We can stuff our emotions. We can stuff those things that need to come to the surface and need to be laid at the feet of Jesus and confessed if need be. Gotten off our chest if need be. And find that that's where the Lord ministers to us. That's where the Lord meets us. And that's why he says, therefore, in verse 9, most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The power of Jesus resting upon you. You're going through a hard time. May it be that the power of Christ rests upon you. May the Lord today bless you and strengthen you. In the name of Jesus, may he bless each of you today in such a special way that your outlook your, uh, on life changes, that your paradigm shifts because, you know, these things are for an appointed amount of time. 
And we will find ourselves walking through the valleys of shadow and death, if you will. Sometimes forgetting that those paths of righteousness wind through the valleys of shadow and death and that the Lord is there. He leads us. And He walks with us through those times. He ministers to us through those times. And so, if you have infirmities, if you're having struggles, if you're having difficulties, and you know what, and you just wake up and there they are, you're faced with them. Lord, give us strength because we're weak. Lord, may I not ever forget that the miracle is the immediate presentation, the immediate availability of your grace and your strength in my life. The miracle isn't the situation changing. The miracle is what happens in my life. The Lord is making me more like him and less like me. And I'll just say thank you, Jesus, that that is absolutely the case. We don't ask for it. We don't sign up for it. I don't think any of us have a death wish. I don't think any of us are in the place where like, what pain can I experience today? And I will be available for prayer over there if that is you. But as we hit January 1st today, and this is where we're going to wrap up and we're going to have communion. I'm hoping that the Lord takes you to a deeper place of trusting Him. I hope that the Lord takes you to a place where, at least before He can even take you to that place, where you maybe, if need be, confess to the Lord that you have a hard heart. Confess to the Lord that maybe you've become bitter in certain areas where you're very flippant about why this and anger this and, 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 and that you confess those things to the Lord and have Him forgive you and cleanse you. Because that's not who we want to be. We don't want to be bitter. We don't want to be resentful. We don't want to be filled with anger. If those things are welling up inside of you, and you know, for some of us, we may be more predisposed than others to deal with pain and struggles in ways that are not right and get angry or whatever it may be. But whatever the case may be, There's not a greater day than today on January 1st, 2017, starting off this year, honoring God with your time, opening His Word, worshiping His name, than to say, Lord, I need your grace. Lord, I need your strength. And help me, Lord, as I walk through these things and as I deal with these things, Lord, may I know that your grace is that barrier that separates me from my problem. That that grace is, is the barrier that sets, sets me apart from being overcome by that problem. Lord, I am a conqueror because of what you did. And as hard as it may be to say, I can't say that I did. It was you, Lord. And you are faithful. Let's pray. Father, We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this new year. We've been given another day 
by which we might live and breathe, sing your praises, enjoy our family and friends and the things that you blessed us with. And Father, I ask that today, Lord, that you would move by your Spirit in this place. Lord, you said in your word, Jesus, you said, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so, Father, these are your sons and your daughters. Lord, you know what's going on in their lives. You know the healing that needs to take place on all levels, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. But Lord, what we're dealing with in this physical life is more than we can bear without you. And so we ask, Lord, that you would infuse in us that grace, that strength, that is supernatural. Lord, it says it's your grace. It doesn't belong to anybody else. It's yours and you give that to us. Lord, it's your strength, that, that, that strength that, that belongs to Almighty God. Omnipotent God is made perfect in, in our weaknesses. May we overcome. May we find ourselves in that place of conquering through Jesus Christ our Lord. And Father, if we have a thorn in the flesh or if we have been dealing with something, Lord, that has kept us dependent on You and crying out to You, Lord, even as we, we looked at that, how can that be to our advantage? It's to our advantage because it's your strength working in us and not our own. It's your grace given to us and, Lord, not our own efforts. Lord, it's, it's you. It's you, Lord. Keeping us in that place of humility and dependence. Lord, you give grace to the humble. Lord, I just see this progression in Paul's own life where he was given a thorn in the flesh lest he become puffed up. And then you follow, Lord, that by telling him that your grace is sufficient. May we stay in that place of walking humbly before you so that we might receive that all-sufficient grace that comes from you and that strength that is shown perfect in our weakness, regardless of how difficult it may be. We find ourselves victors because of what you have done. And Lord, thank you that today would be the day that we would observe communion and say thank you for sending your only son, Jesus, who died on the cross for the sins of the world. Lord, I thank you, Father, that you love us so much. And Lord, I pray that today we would have a new understanding and may that even be something, that phrase, Lord, that we carry with us this year, Lord. My grace is sufficient for you. And with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're here this morning, and just very simply, if you're going through one of those things that we're talking about today, where you're having a struggle, or you're in a battle, or you're maybe dealing just with your relationship with God, and you can see how the enemy's coming in and, and causing you to question or to become hard-hearted, whatever it may be for you today,
if you would say that the Lord has spoken to you from this particular passage of Scripture and that He's ministered to you by His Spirit to your heart and that you would like prayer for something that you're dealing with, then with every eye closed and head bowed, would you just raise your hand right now and say, yes, that's me, and I'd like to pray for you right now. Just raise your hand up. If there's something going on in your life and you're like, yeah, I I really need to have the Lord help me in this, and I need that grace in that time of need. Father, I pray for these that have raised their hands, Lord, and I ask God that you would give them that grace that they need. Lord, that you would help them with whatever they have going on in their life. And Lord, thank you that you give us forgiveness, Lord, because we say things and do things and Lord, even feel certain things, Lord, they're not pleasing to you. And Lord, we confess those things and ask that you forgive us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we pray, God, that we be faithful stewards of what you've given to us. Lord, each of us have been given a measure of faith. And Lord, I ask that you would double that measure of faith, that you would triple it, quadruple it, Lord, that you would help us to be men and women of faith. Lord, the circumstances that we're going through are the very things that are helping us, Lord, to be more like you. And so I pray, God, that you would help us to be yielded to your Holy Spirit and open to the work that you have to do in our life this year. Lord, great things are ahead. Great things are ahead. But Lord, we don't look to a a date on the calendar to change us. Lord, we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. The same yesterday, today, and forever. The one that has held us, walked with us, and will usher us into your kingdom where we'll spend eternity. And so, Lord, as we observe communion today, we ask, Lord, that we would just have a time of maybe doing some inventory, Lord, a time of prayer and confession to you, Lord, of anything that we have in our hearts that we need to confess a sin or acknowledge that need to change. And, Lord, we ask that you would bring about your healing and that you would bring about your grace, Lord, today in such a way, Father, that we're forever changed by it. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.